0: You know, I'm going to give you a history lesson. We got some dumb-ass motherfuckers floating around this country. (laughs) Stop laughing. (laughs) And when I do,
1: start fucking.
0: Also, y'all did some nasty-ass jokes on my ass, too.
1: Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable.
2: Why are you laughing? Good evening everybody welcome to another episode of why you laughing a history of comedy podcast a bonus episode and today i'm pleased to introduce to you tucker max finally uh someone we really have no idea who it is so i'm genuinely introducing them to you and uh to help me is apparently a tucker max tucker max expert our correspondent carl from WATP. what's up buddy What's up, buddy? I wouldn't say I'm an expert by any means, but <laughs> I mean, I was, two I, of the guy's books. That's more. Than I, I was minded. a fan. I was a
0: fan. I was showing these guys. I have uh, both of his books. Obviously, I hope they serve beer in hell, which was turned yes. into a movie, and his first book, the definitive book of pickup lines, which I hope to read some of those for you. I was thoroughly disappointed when I got this book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you guys were wondering how Carl wooed the how he gets all those review girls on, we're gonna find that out today. Mm, yes, this is my secret right here. <laughs> Um, this is a, uh, Patreon only episode, but I still should mention, uh, go listen to who are these socials for God's sake. If you like this chemistry you're hearing between me and Carl and, uh, make sure you're checking that out. But today putting put a lot of pressure on us right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Today we are talking about a man that, I mean, just observing it uh, completely unbiased. I, I don't know much about Tucker Max, but the way I've been describing him and tell me if I'm, uh, overstepping here, Carl. I have said he should have been Dave Portnoy. Like the trajectory his career was on, he could have been that guy. Uh, but he was exposed as a liar pretty pretty early on.
0: Well, Dave Portnoy is a businessman. I don't see Tucker Max as a businessman. Right.
1: Yeah, but, but Tucker the, Max the,
0: is definitely very successful. He His website, his blog, back when you can get figures from a blog, that's right. how this guy got famous and uh, MTV picked it up and they did an episode of something with him. Um, so yeah, no, he, he's, he had some success, but yeah, he was kind of found out along the way and yeah. went away real quick.
2: Well, we he, will hear all about his, uh, his early stuff, but yeah, that's just to give like a, you know, people kind of a, uh, an idea of how to picture Tucker Max. It's basically like he kind of tried to start that bar stool type of culture. He had his own website, Um, And that's what it was for like frat bros and shit like that in the very early 2000s. But uh, I don't want to get too ahead of myself because I forget we have Tucker here to fill in some of the blanks about his life.
3: And then I got a job as a lawyer, right? And I got fired in three weeks and I deserved to be fired. It was not, it was not a, like, I don't look back and think they screwed me. I 100% brought it on myself. I got really drunk at a firm event and acted like a a jackass. And then a female partner propositioned me and I like, I turned her down. And then I told everybody, it was like, I was the worst employee uh, that's ever been in a law firm. So they fired me as they should have. And then um, I went to work for... My father, uh, my family has a business, restaurants, like a small few restaurants in South Florida. I got fired in three weeks as a lawyer. It took my dad a lot longer, uh, six months until he fired me.
2: Yeah, so he was just a young douchebag, didn't really know what to do himself. And uh, luckily he came along at a time where you could turn to the internet. Like Tucker Max is really just the first example of a lot of people who were like, well, I don't know what to do with my life. Maybe I'll just become a YouTuber or a TikTok star. Like Tucker Max was the first incarnation of that.
0: In a way, if you think about Maddox, the best page in the universe, you guys remember, uh, Remember that
2: I've heard you guys talk about him, but that's, I don't know him other than that. Okay. Cause
0: Maddox and, and Tucker Max are kind of similar guys where they put together a comedic blog site before there was anything else like that online. Right. And it kind of just grew organically. People started finding it, sharing it with friends. I remember getting emails with this guy's blog articles and stuff like that. And it just kind of took off. I will say that Tucker is a very good writer.
2: Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's that comes into play because he's he's very convincing, is uh, yes. my understanding. Yeah,
0: correct. And and this is what I I don't know where this video is from. Is this pretty recent? With uh,
2: yeah. So I mean, we'll interview? talk about it a little more later. But yeah, he has his own like he does a podcast now. I think he's like a right wing guy, and okay. he he's become very motivational. Kind of tells you you know the uh, mistakes that he has made along the way and things like that. What not? I to was do. gonna
0: say if I had to sum up who Tucker Max is, he's kind of like the funny version of Andrew Tate like there's a lot of these like alpha guys now who tell you how to get laid and right. that'd be cool and see yes. that high value male. Like Tucker was that guy, but in a funny way, like telling you all of his sexcapades in yeah. these different stories.
2: Yeah. And you I mean you made a good point right out of the gate with Portnoy, because that's the the barometer that I used. But like Portnoy is genuinely a very smart businessman and like right. knows what he's doing. Whereas Tucker Max, I mean, evidently he has a law degree of some kind. Uh, but it seems like didn't really know, like once he found that success, wasn't quite sure how to capitalize on it. But uh, we have a little more about him talk of him talking about his early days, right? Uh, self-publishing. Uh, yeah. So this is what I think really started to uh, uh, put him over. I got 100% rejected from publishing. So I didn't know what to do. And so at the time, the Internet
3: was like kind of becoming big and and you could do stuff on the internet so I put up my own site and I had to learn to program HTML and whatever and I put it up it got some attention and then it kind of started going I posted on this site called College Humor which is like a big deal now but at the time was you know new and and that kind of did well and then it just kind of went and went and went and went because I didn't know how to be a professional writer at all and no one in publishing was still paying attention to me I didn't even know what it meant so there was the very first self-publishing company was this company called Lulu which still exists today, they're, they're pretty down market, but they're solid. They're a reputable company, and it costs very little to self-publish. It's not super high quality, but it's something, right? And so at the time, it was pretty groundbreaking. And
2: so it's pretty interesting because you hear him describing it there, and it's like, I mean, even today where everything's kind of put in place for you with uh, YouTube and social media and all of that, it's still difficult to find an audience. At least that's what I've been telling myself when I cry at night. But, <laughs> uh, but to do it in the year 2000, or 2002, whenever this is, um, that's, like, incredible. That, the, the, the possibility of success there is so slim that it is pretty incredible what he was able to pull off.
0: Yeah, and people don't remember maybe what the Internet was like back then. Google existed, but it wasn't really the go-to search engine, and they didn't own most of the Internet. There was no Facebook. Right. And so, like, I worked at E-Bombs World. And e World was this entertainment site. It was kind of like YouTube before YouTube. And it was huge. And it's just some kid started it in his bedroom in a suburb of Rochester. And it became this multi-million dollar company. And there were these people who kind of got in on the ground floor of the internet, which it was almost impossible to get discovered. There's tons of people who had blog sites that never got looked at. But a few of them caught on somehow, some way. And uh, I I feel like it might have been more difficult back then. People didn't have um, high-speed internet as much. That's why blog sites were. Oh yeah. No, I think it was popular. definitely, I think it was
2: absolutely more difficult. Maybe not to like keep an audience. It's probably just as difficult today, but I yeah. think it's way harder to have found an audience back then. Cause like, you, even can't now now you can just make a just video
0: th- that says stuttering John's an idiot and get 20,000 people to see. Exactly, I mean, literally. Yeah. If you're <laughs>
2: smart enough to put Joe Rogan in your title every once in a while, you'll get a, you get a few views. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. What's uh, what's next, Craig? Uh, his big break. Yeah. So now he's going to kind of tell us uh, the MTV show that Carl referenced. I think he explains that a little more. here.
3: And then MTV came and did a documentary about me. It was back when it was like meeting people because I had a date application page on my site because it was a humor site, right? Meeting people on the internet was still like a weird, creepy thing. And I wasn't actually really meeting girls. It was kind of a joke, but they... you know, MTV, they don't care about anything for real. They're just like, Are you gonna make a fool of yourself on TV? Great, then we'll come film you. And I was like, Yeah, like I make a my fool of myself every day. So doing it on TV would be fine. And so they filmed me, um, it was a whole episode about dating on the internet. So it was like me and two other people. And like I just went on dates with girls that I said I met through the internet and some of them I did, some I didn't, and then I would get drunk and act like an idiot and it did pretty well, the show. And so my site blew up and then like a bunch of publishers came and they wanted to publish a book and long, long story short, my first book came out, I hope they start beer in hell
1: in 2006. Duke law university.
2: Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he fits the uh, stereotype as well, but <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean that we, we talked about jackass a few weeks ago here on why you laugh. And we talked about Tom green and this is right As those shows are either ending or at their peak. And then so it's honestly, if you're looking for young douchebags, that is the place to be. Like the the break of getting on TV, Mm. MTV is huge for him because that's the exact audience he was trying to find at that time. Like MTV now, I feel like is for young girls. Then I think it was for young boys more.
0: Yeah, for sure. He's being a bit disingenuous there yeah. when he says he would want to make a fool of himself or embarrass himself every day. He didn't mind doing it on TV. Right. It's just the opposite. He was so proud of himself. He'd go out, get loaded, get laid, brag about it, high five his buddies. Yeah. It wasn't a thing where he's just like, oh, look at me. I'm such a fool. He's like, <laughs> He thought very highly of himself. And- uh, well- He's lying. Yeah, we'll talk company. about he that says, later. But he's 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 changed. He's a man
2: of God now, so we okay. can't talk about it in the same way.
0: Okay, and he's also lying about the fact that his first book was "I hope they serve beer in hell." I guess he's kind of embarrassed by the definitive book of pickup lines because this is 2001
2: that <laughs> <laughs> this one was published. I like that Carl looks at it like this is this is Tucker before he went Hollywood. You know, like this is the real yeah. This is the Tucker that I know. From. I don't yeah. I
0: don't know Tucker. It's funny because I, I mentioned that they made a, a movie. Based on his book. And it is garbage. And I actually did watch it, but it was kind of like when everyone was over Tucker Max and I was over him too. But I'm like, I read his book. Let's watch the movie. Oof. Is it bad? If you guys ever want to do a watch along for something that's terrible.
2: We might have to do that at some point. I mean, you know, listen, the the snobs like Carl critics might trash. I hope they serve beer in hell. But let's not forget. It did make over $1 million at the box office. Wow. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> so say what you want, Carl. Jeez. Nice. <laughs> um Is he? Is he explaining a little more of who he is? or Are we getting right into uh, the O and A stuff? Uh, there's one more. It's called honesty. Okay. Well, this is this. I mean, this is a key factor in Tucker Max because the majority of the rest of the clips we have are essentially uh, disproving this point. But because. I had
3: that fan base. And because the book was good, word of mouth just kind of spread. I said the right thing at the right time. You know, I I stood up. I told my truth. I was honest about my life. I talked about things that everyone, everyone in a certain age uh, group was drinking, acting like an idiot, hooking up, just being all the shit we do in college. Right. I just wrote about it. But I used my real name and I was
2: pretty funny. There you go. Like it took off. Uh, so before we go any further here, Carl, uh, you you said you have a few passages yes. highlighted from the definitive. <laughs> what's the, what's it called? The definitive book of definitive book of pickup lines,
0: Every Pick- pickup line ever invented by man. Okay, we'll give and, the people uh, a taste
2: of what Tucker Max is yeah. writing about. what Tucker his Mack's, truth was,
0: <laughs> he was picking up a lot of girls, and yeah. uh, he's got. I can see why with things like this. Maybe you can answer this question: What do they do about parking at the Special Olympics? That's a panty dropper right there. <laughs> Wait, I, there's joke. no punchline? That's it? That's, yeah. it. that's the punchline.
1: Does, does this book have a punchline and explain how to use it, or is it just uh, pickup lines? Sorry. So
0: check this out. Underneath that pickup line, there are other chapters that just have the pickup line. Underneath yeah. that, he explains it. He says, this is a good one, unless the girl is really PC. And obviously, make sure you deliver this one to someone who looks like she would have a good sense of humor. Okay. <laughs> Do you, are you guys not getting that joke, by the way? <laughs> no because the handicapped spaces you know no, i got it all yeah, I understand. okay oh yeah that, that's um, it right, oh this one this one is brutal i don't know what girl would want to talk to you after you say this i live each day if it's my as if it's my last which is why i don't have any clean laundry because come on who wants to wash clothes on the last day of their life
2: it's off my first Ugh. note would be awfully wordy if it's you're. Weird, yes, about Tom Myers pick up live. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta give it to Tucker, though. Even in 2001, he was worried about PC culture. That's good. <laughs> That's true.
0: Uh, this one's terrible. You know, I invented bacon bits. Okay. I don't know why anyone did. Have a follow- yeah, I don't know why would have a follow-up question
2: after that. Yeah, oh, Tucker's yeah. big book of setups is what this should be. Yeah. <laughs> he, says, he
0: says that's another of the hit or miss funny lines. You could substitute many things for bacon bits, e.g. post-it notes, chapstick, etc. <laughs>
1: Is there anyone? Says, is, there, is there any you would deem good in this book?
0: No, and he says generally stupid girls don't get this, and look at you like you're a leper. Uh, this is one that probably works better after the initial introduction. <laughs> so, what I'm reading for you from me, for you here are yeah. the very first ones in the book. These are the ones he thinks are the best. They get worse and worse <laughs> and worse. <laughs> and maybe what I'll have I'll have you do later, Craig, is just say a page number. Okay, I'll just go All there. Right. and oh, yeah, that'll yeah. be a fun. Fun way to end the show. Yeah. But or let every, me let me just say this though because I don't want to get things confused when he talks about this book picking up, uh, he's talking about, I hope they serve beer and hell. And right. what this book is, is it's basically all the blog stories he had on his website put into a book. So each chapter is kind of a, a different night out, a different adventure in the life of Tucker max. And what Tucker max claimed he did was carry it tape recorder with him at all times when he'd go out with his buddies and go out drinking. Yes. Because there are specific conversations and word for word, what he said, what the girl said, what their friend said, he's got the whole conversation down. And he's like, guys, a lot of people don't believe me, but I record every second of every night and then I come home and I transcribe it and then I write it all down. So you're supposed to believe that it's all hundred percent accurate.
2: Boy, that statement really bites him in the ass as we're going to find out in a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, so you guys, I think you guys get a feel for that. That's what he was. It was like douchebag, frat boy culture, picking, picking up chicks and drinking with your boys. Well, I'll, I'll give
0: you an example of like what a story would be. One of the stories is about how they, they're out at a sports bar. And they're eating like jalapeno poppers mm-hmm. or something. And he picks up this girl and brings her home. And he never washed the jalapeno juice off of his fingers. And he started fingering her. And she like freaks out because I don't know if you guys know about having a spicy pepper in your vagina. Yes. Doesn't go well. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> That's how how I describe getting up on the wrong side of the bat. I'm like, whoa, there's a spicy pepper in my
1: vagina today.
2: Watch out. (laughs) It's It's an old Rochester piece of wood.
1: (laughs) So I figure like throughout the rest of this episode, once in a while, I'll randomly say a number and we'll just get a delightful taste of Tucker (laughs) Max.
2: Okay, sounds good. (laughs) But yeah, so essentially, I think here's a good way to describe it. It's stories like that that Carl just said. Which all individually, you could absolutely believe happened to someone. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. D- but do you remember that phrasing? Because that, <laughs> therein lies the real issue with uh, Tucker's rise to fame. And honestly, so,
0: whether they're true or not, they're entertaining. They're fun. Sure. I mean, at least, at least they were for me at that age when I read this. I probably wouldn't like it as much now. But um, the problem was is that Tucker was definitely trying to convince you this is all real. And like he was saying, his truth that like this is his real life.
2: Yeah, and I mean, hey, if you want to enter the world of fiction writing, that's one thing. But a lifestyle brand uh, takes a lot more. Yeah, J.R.R. Tolkien never said. And
0: by the way, I I was one of the dwarves. Like <laughs> we know this is made up. I we're okay swear, with I was there.
2: Yeah, we're okay with it. It's made up. It's fine. Bilbo was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, the issue the fact is uh, that. <laughs> uh, Tucker Tucker Max's uh, PR people must have told him. Um, that a good show to go on if you're promoting the men, guys being guys, would be the Opie and Anthony program, uh, which was absolutely true at that time. But what they did not realize is that is, it might be the worst possible place to enter if you are peddling bullshit. <laughs> so that's the uh, buzzsaw that uh, Tucker walked into. But I don't think it started that bad. I forget exactly where we start, but I don't think it started too Contentious they were driving.
0: they were along, Yeah, they were going along with him
2: until he started telling these stories. They're like, wait a second, what? <laughs> yeah, they wanted to put him over, and Tucker yep. did everything he could to not make that happen. <laughs> right.
3: All right, let's uh, go to Brett in Boston. Brett, what's up?
2: Hey, Opie, how's it going, bud?
3: Hey.
0: Hey, so this guy, Tucker Max, I guess he's got a website, right? I've read a bunch of his stories, but they're the ones that are just on the edge of believable. But if they're true, he's a stud. So, uh, so Tucker, can you tell the story about uh, your um, – Tucker Chai's butt sex story.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. All right. That's, that's the one everyone asked for. All right. This story, uh. This is a true story. Um, I you know like uh, I was maybe 20, 21. I it was, it was spending a summer in Florida uh, when I was in college, and uh, I met this one girl. She's really hot, and and uh, I had never tried butt sex before, and I really wanted to. So I kept trying to convince this girl, and she wouldn't. She's like, no, I don't know. And I, so I finally convinced her. I'm like, look, you know, it's like she wanted to be a runway model. That's why she was living in South Beach. I was in Florida at the time, and I'm like, you know, it's what all the models do. Blah blah blah. And so I finally convinced her by convincing her that like it was what it was like to. European way to have sex. This is like the level of intelligence of this girl.
2: And, <laughs> and can I just say that, I mean, maybe, I, maybe I'm overanalyzing this in hindsight because we know how it ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's something about the amount of details he's giving where it seems like he's trying to say, like, hey, don't you dare question this because look at all the information I'm giving you.
1: The part that stood yeah. out to me was when he said this is a true story.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
0: right. <laughs> or he tells the girls what all the highway or the, the runway girls do. Is, how is that possibly true? Like, w- what if she was a server at Fridays? This is what all the best servers at Fridays do. They have anal <laughs> sex on the weekends.
1: That would okay. Only, that would only apply if he was like an agent of some kind. Right. It doesn't make you know what sense.
2: I think I, you know what I think the major tell is with him is that he's talking the way he would be writing it. Like he throws in, you know, a jab at mm. the girls and he, he's telling it to you conversationally the way he would have written it, which makes sure. it feel rehearsed.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: Yeah. But uh, he keeps going with that story, right?
3: remember, I was like 20, I think 20 or 21 at the time. And like, I'm kind of an asshole now, but I was possibly the worst person on earth at this point in my life. So what I hadn't told her uh, was that my buddy and I decided that since this is going to be the first time I'd had butt sex, that uh, I wanted to videotape it. Right. And, but instead of just like setting up like a, a camera, this is like nine years ago. So it was before like, you know, like really cheap cameras. We had like one of the, like this sort of shoulder ones.
2: Yeah. Right,
3: right. They had like the VHS sort of like that, except the crappy yeah, version. Right, right. And so my buddy hid. In the closet with the camera, and was going to film us. Like Sue's so hanging out at my place, and then you know, he saw us pull up, and then he was going to go run in the closet and hide. And so I was so shit faced by the time that I got back. I at this point I had pretty much forgotten that he was in there. So we go in, we start kissing,
2: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a lot of there's a lot of details here, and the guy is in the closet and fi- filming her. First of all, a story. That would not get you a book deal in 2023.
1: No, jail time, <laughs> jail time for sure.
0: Also, if my buddy says, hey, I'm going to go have anal section the first time. Will you film it? The answer is no. <laughs> That's a weird thing <laughs> to know. do. Hey. There,
2: there's something bad. And it's it's the case when you look back at radio or TV from that era, there's something about like uh uh, let's just say the Me Too movement at a point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> There's some things that went on where you're like, Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, but uh, this, this video is labeled Punchline. <laughs> yeah, well, we got <laughs> we to get the
2: meat of this. Right now, you're probably saying, Mike, listen, things happen at a frat house. Yeah. Uh, well, this is, uh, you might be thinking he's describing an episode of Family Guy, but this is from Tucker's real life, apparently. I'm right about to come, and uh, you know I'm I'm, I'm, hard,
3: I'm slamming hard, come way in and out, and I, I come out too far, and uh, and I kind of like you know I come out and I and I like you know hit her butt or something, so I go down to put myself back in, and all of a sudden I feel this like warm splash on my hand, and, and I'm, I'm like, what, the lights are kind of low, so I, I look down, <laughs> oh, and it's like kind of dark, and I'm like, wait a minute and then the smell hits me she <laughs> shit all over my dick <laughs> and it wasn't just like poop it was like dire, like watery diarrhea fucking mix like diarrhea and astroglide and and so like the smell hits me and it was like oh my and then of course I realized she shit on my dick and then combine that with like the seafood and the two bottles of wine and I just bleh, I blew all over her ass like in her asshole <laughs> everywhere and so I'm throwing up and she's like kind of hammered so doesn't. She's like, Tucker, what are you doing? She sees me throwing up. She goes, oh, my God. No! She's just throwing up everywhere. So I, I'm seeing her throwing up. And it's making me throw them. I'm throwing up more. All of a sudden true fucking story, my fucking buddy true falls story. out oh. of the closet. <laughs> he's, he's like, Oh my god, because he saw us and sm- you know, smelled it. I mean you can imagine the smell. And, you know, it's like seafood and wine and astroglide and shit, and he fucking is throwing up everywhere. So like there's like a, a three second period where all three of us are staring at each other vomiting
2: everywhere. That video would be like yeah, I know, yeah,
3: you, know, you have no idea how upset I am.
2: I don't video. have that. I know. Well, you said it, Anthony. Home run, Kumi.
1: <laughs> they, they, I mean, yeah. he probably had them until he added the friend coming out of the closet.
2: The, the yeah. friend coming, which here's the interesting thing. And I always ask this about pathological liars. <laughs> and it's that, why would you add that detail if you're lying, if you just eliminate that aspect of it, it's mm-hmm.
1: a somewhat believable well, story. Well, you can hear them laughing along, and as soon as he adds that detail, they go silent. <laughs>
2: Boy, I'd like yep. to have that video. <laughs>
1: hey, Carl. Also, you-
0: he says that he vomits into her asshole. Was yeah. A gaping asshole. I thought she'd never had butt sex before. Now she's a porn star. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> was- and there's little things
2: again. I'm probably overanalyzing knowing the result, but there are little things where he says like, hey, "Yeah," and then I hit her butt or something. And it's like, or, or something, something. Yeah, You're telling me, it seems like you have a photographic memory here. What do you mean? Or something. The only detail he can't remember is where his dick touched.
1: Yeah. Right. Hey, uh, Carl, you want to hit me with a little page 47, please?
2: Oh,
0: boring. I would love to. Page 47. Here you go. Hi, I'm speechless. I mean, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So it's all just cheese ball shit. Oh. <laughs> like the only thing, how about this one for you, Mike? The only thing your eyes haven't told me is your name. I'm
2: looking at a tree. I'm not even. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm like, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. Here's a fun one. Would you like someone to mix with your drink?
2: (laughs) That's. I'll say that's the best we've heard so far.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) All right, I got a long one, and then we'll move on. Here, here's a long one. Okay. I walked over here to buy you a drink, but you obviously already have one. Would you talk to me for a while and spare me the embarrassment of having to walk all the way back across the
1: room? Oof. Oh my God.
2: That's humiliating. Now you've embarrassed. yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: She stopped <laughs> listening after the first sentence.
2: <laughs> it's too long. It's too uh, much. Okay. All right. So yeah, you can kind of tell there, uh, Kumiya starts to sniff the bullshit a little bit, but they do entertain. It seemed like they liked him. And I think they even allude to, uh, later in the interview to the fact that like, Hey, The guy's obviously a good writer. You know, like, well, we'll play along as well. But at a certain point, like, they got to really start questioning him. So where are we with that? Uh, The games begin. (laughs) Well, yeah, this is when I think, uh, you know, particularly Opie. Opie is great in this clip. (laughs) I know, We listen, we've got Opie's greatest nemesis here uh, with us today. But I think even Carl can admit this was Opie's wheelhouse. This is where he actually was talented and really provided to the Opie and Anthony show.
0: Right. Jim and Ann aren't going to question anyone. They don't want to cause that tension in the room. They're going to nod their heads. Okay. Thanks Tucker. Thanks for coming in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When Opie sees a liar before him, he's just, he says it it, like it was in his instinct, his good radio instinct to be like, we got to call this guy out somehow. So this is where (laughs) it starts big
3: like climax of the story was when uh, my buddy Slingblade who he called about he literally stopped up a hotel toilet and like that's like I didn't think it was possible but the dude took such a dump that it was like overflowing and I had to you know it's like after we got back from drinking I had to shit like something terrible so I end up like going down to the lobby and I can't find the bathroom because like the way the lobby was arranged and I ended up <laughs> shitting my pants all over and like running around the lobby and um, yeah I got kicked out of like, I got banned from Embassy Suites forever yeah I shit all over it was awful it was so embarrassing I shit all over my so, and I get back up to the hotel, uh, up to the room after, like, I finally found a bathroom halfway through shitting myself. And I get back up and I'm covered, like, little, my whole back is covered in shit because I've been running oh, around it. the lobby. <laughs> and and my, 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 my buddy literally tore an ab muscle. He was laughing so hard at me. Did he? Uh, did he?
2: Yeah, did you? Was it? Did he? <laughs> and. So right now, like Tucker isn't aware of what they're doing. Correct. audience is completely in on it.
1: Correct. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And so I think like, if you're not familiar with the Obi-Wan Anthony show, you could go back and listen to this clip and be like, oh, they handled it like uh, pussies for not just calling him out. They were kind of like fucking with him without his knowledge. But I would say that's the best way to do it because you get more of it. You get him for longer. If you're just like, hey, I think you're lying. Then he gets up and walks out. Yeah, that's not funny.
1: What they're doing is funny.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this prolonged and really just strung it out and got him to play into their hands.
1: (laughs) Uh, This is when he gets called out for the tape.
2: Uh, Okay, I think this is by a... uh, Oh, this is Opie, I think.
1: I think so.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um yeah, I got to call this guy out. Um, There's no way I believe that story about the chick and the Astroglide. And uh, I'm in the Pal Talk room right now, and pretty much no one else believes him either. I mean, what she, room?
3: Pal Talk? Pal Talk Pal Pal on? Pal. Video conferencing, it. you know. Yeah. Can't uh, uh, I well, uh, that's your prerogative, Kent. Well, I was a little suspicious when he was telling the
1: story because I'm wondering, you have to have the tape. No, dude, it was
3: like, you remember the VH, the, the big cameras yeah. where you put the VH yeah, yeah. in, he fell out and like, it, you know, like the little tape itself broke. Of course, uh, like the magnet, you know, it's magnetized. We could have easily gone on. and changed it. But it's like, I didn't think, you know, it's like, remember you said you don't write down your stories. At 20, I didn't write this stuff down at 21. I started writing it down at 27, you know? And so I just didn't think about like, oh, we should save this tape. The tape was broke. I was like, ah, fuck it. Just whatever you know I, I didn't th- it didn't occur to me that like I was gonna ever do any of this right. shit you know if I had known I was gonna become a writer but motherfucker I would have you know gone through hell and high water to say that <laughs> tape. You, yeah, you know how much money I've cost myself that I could have charged I could have charged 10 bucks a person and I was in a, you know, I was in a frat me and the boys would have figured out how to save that tape let's be honest we would have uh, figured something out hell yeah man if somebody fucked me in the ass and threw up on me I would want that tape saved <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he was uh,
2: straight into. the do some explaining there. I, I mean, you listen, a the tape, lot of reasons. Yeah, the, the, the tape I mean, broke and then it caught fire and then we had to dump water on it, which short circuited the thing. And so there was an it, earthquake no, that day. I mean, don't even ask. Uh,
1: there was a sandstorm came right through my window. Got, I mean,
2: boy, am I peeved about it. But listen, those are the
1: breaks. I mean, the next morning was 9-11. Uh, how are you going to keep track of a tape? Opie, I got to be honest with you. I'm pretty miffed.
2: Yeah so you hear uh, a lot of excuses There and Opie's like hey we would Have I would have figured out a way to get that tape Somehow and uh, You know it's first of all it's Not that long before He started a blog like it's Can't possibly be that much before he Ever had the inkling that he might do that uh, try to do that for a little. Well, bit. why?
0: Why is he filming it in the first place if he doesn't want it for some reason? I like That's this another, idea. he's just another, like, why well, exactly. sent this whole elaborate thing to film this, and then as soon as the tape got damaged, I was like, all right, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. That doesn't I make wanted sense
2: to either. film it, but I didn't think we'd have a historic event on our hands. And he tells a lot of lies that are
1: provable. I got banned yeah. from embassy, embassy Suites for life. Well, we can look that up probably. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> and then and then the whole tape thing, if he just ended the story that he puked on her and then she ran to the bathroom to continue puking, it's over and no one asks questions.
2: Yeah, and it's still kind of an interesting story. Whatever, it's still funny, but it's not legendary the way Tucker wants it to be. And I just kept thinking of when we were listening to that clip, what Carl said earlier, where he does have the foresight to record all of the interactions he has with his boys. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you didn't think maybe you want to save that tape Even if not just for like save Save the part that maybe could be someday Revised if you're just like hey I can't fix it now But eventually I'd like to just have that somewhere
1: Right right. Uh, The donut shop is next
2: Uh, This is where a few few more of the lies start to creep out and the the boys become more and more skeptical here. You you can hear him start to panic when he's talking, which is funny. (laughs) He sounds, and you know, maybe he's just generally like this, but he sounds very nervous throughout this whole interview. You kind of hear him stutter and stammer and lose confidence the further he goes into it. Did right. tell him he driving into the donut shop yet?
3: Uh, no, it's, it's. I mean, oh, like, I can't tell the whole story. I mean, it's it's like uh, 18 pages in the book. I, I, basically, I got shit-faced what? on Absinthe, and uh, and this girl, and I was, like, really
2: drunk, and Hold this one girl one second, was just like, oh. bothering me as I was uh, time-stamping these clips, mm-hmm. it's Absinthe, right? Absinthe, right. Not absinthe. I hate that he says Absinthe, like, four times, and it really annoys Oh, me. I
1: had no idea what he was talking about.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's Absinthe.
1: Oh. <laughs> And I like how every story is. Uh, I was so completely drunk.
2: I mean, it's crazy, guys. You really want me to get into this?
0: <laughs> well, can I say this though, guys, in, in Tucker's defense? Because I feel yeah. like I, for some reason, I'm the one who has to defend Tucker. <laughs> yes, you there, are. There's some truth to these stories. You guys are acting like they're all like totally made up lies. Like he was living a crazy lifestyle like this. I think the MTV crew following him around proves that.
2: No, no, no. I what I'm saying is is that the 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 scope of them. Like yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the idea that everyone yeah. is true. Like, yeah, I believe that he oh, was yeah. living a crazy life. And I think often he was purposely um, tried to put himself in these situations. And he does say that a lot of these stories were submitted um, like he, in his, in one of his books or maybe multiple, he uses a bunch of stories that he says were submitted by um, fans of his blog, like people that just sent in stories. And so my question would be in some of these like grandiose Fabrications. Why not just blame it on a a fan? Just be like, oh yeah, someone sent in this story. Yeah, and Carl, if you you...
0: every story is is his story, and at least in this book, I hope they serve beer in hell. Every story, he's the main character. There's no one. There's none of them that people write in.
2: In the, I I think in the two he wrote after, I saw some interview where he said, well, they weren't all my stories.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was post. I was reading a little bit and it was it wasn't until long after that he admitted that. But uh yeah. since you like him so much, can you go to page twenty three and defend whatever's on there, please? <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> this book sucks. <laughs> all right. Um, should vegetarians eat animal crackers?
1: Is that it? <laughs> I
2: love well, you. I'm, guys, I'm all, both I keep like, waiting for That's the line. That
0: one. That's it. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Oh my God, I want to fuck you now because you said that. <laughs> How about this one?
0: I wonder if angels believe in ghosts. <laughs> if a guy came up to me and I was a
2: chick, I'd be like, I don't. <laughs> All Why? of these, these wouldn't be met with answers. They'd be met with, ah, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know you're standing there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. How about of- this one? All right, this one's not bad. When I get real rich, I hope I'm not mean to poor people like I am now.
2: Ah, that is a very <laughs> See, it's a little of little the timeline. <laughs> These
1: are going to all be met with girls moving quickly and some of their drink hitting their shoes. That's how this is going to go. Uh,
2: you move a lot oh. slower when Rufy's been <laughs> Alright, hold on a second. I think, I think Mike
0: will appreciate this one. The last one I'll do and then we'll move on. Uh, if a deaf person swears, does his mother wash his hands with soap? <coughs>
2: I don't even get it. <laughs> like, sign I sign language. I didn't want to laugh, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that was so stupidly bad. I, had to, so I gave stupid. it a chuckle.
2: I mean, like, I get it from the sense of sign language, but I don't yeah, get, like... <laughs> it's a sign language joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back
1: to the donut shop. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, right. please. We gotta hear more.
3: We're not please. driving into the donut shop yet? Uh, no. It's, it's, I mean, well, like, I can't story. tell the whole story. I hear that. I mean, it's, it's like, uh, 18 pages in the book. I, I basically I got shit faced on absinthe, and, uh, and this girl, absinthe? and I was, like, really drunk, and this girl was, she's like, oh, I'm too drunk to drive home. You gotta drive. And I was like, alright. So I ended up driving her home, and then she, like, had me drop her off at her, like, apartment building, and she's like, we'll go find parking place, and when you find it, then come up. And I couldn't find a parking spot, and I was fucking pissed off at her. So I ended up, like, like parking, you know, I I found a spot and it was like uh, kind of too small, but I was still trying to cram the car in there. And I ended up jumping the curb and like running the back of the car into a, a a donut shop and like crashing the window down and shit. And so then I just pulled, I got all scared, so I just pulled the car off and like parked it somewhere and threw the keys like in the bushes and then like went home. I didn't even go up to her spot. Yeah. So, um, I mean like you gotta read the story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you hear him getting uncomfortable because it's kind of being met with silence now like whereas earlier they were laughing now they're not giving him anything
1: i just want the digits to continue
0: <laughs> oh well that didn't make any sense he goes the the spot was tight so i gunned it and ran into a building <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense it
1: could have just been i was drunk and drove into a donut shop
2: correct and that's yeah, where details, i mean that's what where, ruins it Uh, that's where like pathological liars I think do get away with a lot of stuff because um, like I've had friends that I've watched lie like I've I've watched them lie I'm aware they're lying but the person that they're bullshitting is not and it's funny because like they'll start with something that happened you know what I mean so then it becomes harder to question them like Carl was saying earlier Like he is in these situations and that's why I think a lot of people are like, oh no, I believe it because he's done this, this, and this. So I, therefore I also believe this. I'll give you an example.
0: I'll give you an example of this, Mike. one that we can all relate to.
2: Like (laughs) let's say
0: a guy punches you right in the eyeball. And so this guy last night, just punched me right in the eye. And then he yelled, don't fuck with Kumia. You're like, wait, 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 wait a (laughs) second. I
2: I believe the first part of that. Second part sounds a little bit odd. Yes, I believe someone that that mentioned that would be probably lying. (sighs) Probably lying. Yeah. Somehow not aware that Jesse Smollett exists. Oh,
1: dude, like he got he got so fucked up. I almost believe him. (laughs) That eye was brutal.
2: Uh, um, we'll address that in a, actually yeah, a previous I, I understand
0: point. I just wanted to
1: give an example <laughs> <laughs> um, I've
0: been watching a lot not- of lying on the internet
1: lately <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, The next is the, the very logical police report
2: <laughs> hey, So again Opie asking poignant questions here <laughs> I, I, I,
1: that's what I always tell people. I'm
3: like, you, uh, plenty of people have stories that are just as funny or just as cool as mine. No they just don't. Them it, huh? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well,
2: I mean sure. like, if you think about
0: it, it was just a crashed out window in a <laughs> yeah,
3: just a
2: crashed
0: in
3: out window a donut shop. <laughs> I don't think anyone would call the cops on that. Uh.
2: <laughs> like, a great point, though, because just imagine you're walking in the morning to your, uh, your donut shop job, whistling as you flip your keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it seems like uh, someone's crashed into the window. Oh, well. <laughs> a crashed out window. <laughs> yeah, I happen to um, know the people
0: who run the comedy club here in Rochester, and a couple of months ago, somebody yes. drove through the front of it. <laughs> Boy- <laughs>
2: And we the keep ACL setting you up for these Out
0: of the lobby And uh, I can guarantee you there was a police report There are many police officers on the scene To check
2: that out Is Tucker Max Chad Zumak? That's the question we're, we're coming away with <laughs> It's very possible uh, Yeah so like You can tell they're getting more and more um, Uncomfortable isn't the right word Because I think they're loving it But like they can tell there's Something weird going on with this guy
3: yeah. All right, you wanted to leave him with one more story there, Tucker? <laughs> um No. Oh. They're, they're all so, Okay, uh, all you, right, you me- can hear
2: he's dejected here. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is by the way, if anyone wants to go watch this whole thing, um I took a lot from like the and Anthony interview because I think that had had a lot to do with his downfall. I think the movie making no money was probably a bigger factor. Um but this did like hurt his reputation a lot because I remember um, even dealing with people that like kids I was friends with that didn't know who Opie and Anthony were. Um, I remember mentioning Tucker Max once and my buddy was like, Well oh, yeah, I saw like the, this radio show, it like, just destroyed him and that kind of like ruined his <laughs> career. Um, But yeah, sorry. Anyways, let's uh, all right. You, you want to hear he's very dejected there.
1: That's my favorite. The way they ask it, he's like, no
2: <laughs> One no more story there, Tucker. Do I have to, <laughs>
1: um,
3: <laughs> no. Like they're, they're all. Uh, all right, let me think. Um, yeah, I'm, trying think uh, like, I'm trying to think of a short one. I'm um, trying to think of a short one. Well, all right, this one time, if we're talking about blowjobs, this one time this girl, this is actually <laughs> one of the first blowjobs oh, wow. I ever got. She was, you know, we were in high school, and we were parked, like, out front of her house, and so it was like, you know, like, we've got to be quiet, whatever, and she, uh, she's like, you know, it, don't come in my mouth. Like, you know, give me a courtesy tap. So I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, I was, whatever, 17. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Well, I guess I kind of did, but I pretended I didn't, and I, I blew. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I blew my load in her mouth and she got pissed and spit it in my face. <laughs> like, she came up all mad and something in her mouth and right, right all
1: in my face. Goddamn liar!
2: <laughs> wow. Nice. <laughs> that was them, by the way, not us. So they just started nah. playing. <laughs> these clips, straight up calling him a liar. Now
0: <laughs> that's Opie on the soundboard right there. Yeah. yeah,
2: again, like Opie not giving a fuck about confrontation. That's Opie was right.
1: Opie was great.
2: Yeah, this was a this is a, a, a bright spot for the Opster. Um, oh, by the way, what I meant to say a couple minutes ago was uh, this is part of like a forty-five minute uh, breakdown of Tucker Max. So the whole thing is on YouTube for anyone that is interested in the subject and wants to listen to the whole thing, but these are just the uh, highlights, basically. It is a funny interview, yes.
0: It's worth checking
1: out.
2: Yeah, I would say so. Uh,
1: next is a microphone game.
2: Yeah, so then you, you, hear, the, uh, you hear the sound effects. Uh, like I said, they, they're doing a lot more of the like, uh, oh, did you, that sort of shit. And now this was uh, an Opie and Anthony staple. When they got um, uncomfortable or had enough of a guest, uh, they would just start to do this, basically.
1: I've always had the problem with the
3: headphones interfere with the fucking wireless. That's so weird. <laughs> that Try might, that mic usually works. Pull it. Pull out the headphone plug. Yeah, and see if it works. This Can work yeah, per- <laughs> Does it work? Yeah, that. perfect. of shit.
2: Is it working? What? What are Wait like. What are you doing? <laughs> 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 so you hear a couple of things going on there First of all they just are continuously Fucking with Tucker telling him his mic is off Like oh just use this mic And then he'll talk into that for one second And that mic will go off Just like fucking with the guy And meanwhile Anthony is whispering What a crock of shit this guy is <laughs> Just delightful So at this point you can tell like Tucker never calls them out but you can tell like He feels weird now I don't know if he knew why the vibe changed. I don't know if he was like, oh, they picked up on him, the fact that I'm lying or these guys are just assholes. I don't know what his mindset was, but you can tell like his demeanor changes throughout this interview. If
1: you can't tell that they're not believing a word you're saying, you are stupid.
2: Yeah, he knows. <laughs> he knows. <what's> on. <laughs> right. uh,
1: next one is uh, uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: I
3: think people are a little pissed off because you don't have the videotape. I think that's made a, a lot of people okay. very uncomfortable, including everybody in this
2: room. <laughs> well, because uh, it' fell, I mean.
3: Not
1: me. <laughs> it fell in what? I don't need no fucking tape. Absolutely. you The
3: stories are hysterical. Yeah, the <laughs> fucking fell. shit. If he's sitting on the ball, the fucking logs coming out as some girl sucking on his cock... I don't need no tape. I don't need no nothing. Yeah. That's funny shit.
0: That's right. Absolutely. And then you don't need a police report for that one to back that up. No. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> they. So, I will say Opie and Anthony had a very good rapport with the good cop, bad cop thing. Yes. Oh yeah. They, they
2: always slid into it very naturally. Yeah, they were. I mean, I don't know if you heard Co when we did the uh, breakup of Opie and Anthony episode. I don't know if you were listening on, opie's first day when he moved to afternoons and he had anthony on years ago sure i said like that it was the weirdest thing because these are two guys that clearly hate each other and there's been so much bad blood but if they want to they're able to just slip in and do a seamless radio show together
0: why i watched it happen on anthony's show because i was a viewer of compound media back then and i remember yeah. uh yeah we're gonna get opie on today and, uh, you know, as long as they're being superficial with each other, it's fine. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. It's so not talking they about anything move honesty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Remember that Ron Bennington interview they did right before uh, Anthony got fired? They just completely bullshitted about how, uh, how much they love each other. Yeah, and what I used a lot are. of the clips in
2: that, and they're like, ah, it was really yeah. like a two-year period where we were mad at each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. fucking so, liars.
1: <laughs> the firing just brought out a lot of hindsight for the two of them to go <laughs> nuts with.
0: Uh, Mike, give me a page number the uh, 79 79 you got it buddy here we go 10 too many
1: i think you know what i mean
0: oh this is where we just start getting into uh real quick ones all right so you say sorry but you owe me a drink she says why and then you say i looked at you and dropped mine
2: uh, <laughs> oh, this is you're bad. still holding your drink. The line doesn't work. God <laughs> damn it. <It's>, good point. <laughs>
0: uh, this is a bad one. Be unique and different. Say yes.
1: It's kind of like saying you're a loser.
2: Just well, say yes to anything, or do you go up to the girl and say be unique and different?
1: No, now what happens when you drop your drink? For that punchline and she doesn't want anything to do with you and you just you're just out 15 bucks. <laughs> yeah. This one could get costly. I am
0: wasting drinks all over the place. Yeah, they, they say they're picking up girls in a numbers game. You know, you just gotta ask enough girls out, but don't use that technique.
1: It's gonna <laughs> be expensive. No, I'm I'm Craig. You wanna get to know me, please? That's mine.
0: <laughs> Craig, I know you're married, but if you weren't you might want to write this one down. Okay, let me. If get my I told pad. you I hated that dress, would you take it off?
2: Ah, very good. That's not considered sexual assault now.
0: <laughs> You've been a bad, bad girl. Go to my room.
1: What a fucking line,
2: <laughs> ladies! You had a point. We cooled off. We're sorry. for us.
1: Carl's got posters of this guy in his room
2: (laughs) no one forget that (laughs) please please
1: don't forget (laughs)
0: When I ordered this book, I also ordered like three boxes of condoms. I'm like, oh boy,
2: I'm gonna need a <laughs> lot of Jimmy hats. No. And start using I, these. I might not have enough cum built up inside. It. Is it? I better is there save a batch?
1: Is, is it? A, does it have a personalized autograph in there too?
2: No, that <laughs> no, was one autograph. Yeah. yeah. So let's not forget uh, Carl has Tucker Max Feedy pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're coming towards the end of uh, his time on Opian and Anthony. So let's I have a going. Bills jersey. It just says sixty-nine max on <laughs> <laughs> this guy's
1: the greatest. Yeah, this is the last O and A clip.
2: Oh, okay. Cole? I in the studio. want to
3: talk He doesn't want to talk. He said if he wants to talk, he'll come back in the studio.
2: Well we can't have any of For the that
3: show? making sure everything, you know, ends is good. I hope yeah, there's Cole. Some listeners calling about
2: the bug. Okay. What happened? Yeah, we just want to make sure everything's cool. What happened? Okay. Well, he told me to go fuck myself and walked in the elevator and he's just sitting there with the middle finger as the door shut. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you gotta give it to him though. A funny exit. It is funny. <laughs> yeah, so I mean they like as Tucker was walking out, they played a game of uh uh, like they start, Jim tells him he dropped something and he didn't. And then they're <laughs> ripping pages out of his book. Just being everything they can do to send the message of we are disrespecting you.
1: I love when they rip <laughs> pages out of someone's book. That always made me laugh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Opie and Anthony call him out for this. And like I said, the movie completely bombing probably had more of an impact. But just for the... um. Uh, integrity of his website, Opie and Anthony calling him out like that did a lot to discredit him. And then his website kind of turned into, um, the way, like I've mentioned lately, if you go to any podcasts, uh, except for WATP, of course, any other podcasts, Reddit page, it seems like they don't like the show and never have. It's very weird. Right. Right. And that's kind of what Tucker Max's website became. (laughs) The pests took it over. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, hey, you're a fucking liar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did (laughs) you? By the way, this was going to have a
0: shelf life anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I I agree with you that definitely Opiate Anthony did not help this guy's career, but he was not going to be writing these stories into his 50s and 60s. (laughs)
2: Well, so that's the other problem that people found is, because like like I said, uh, you know, I made the comparison to Portnoy and Barstool Sports, and they were very heavily into, like, when they started, you know, uh, guess that ass and um, shitting on people in sports media and things like that. And now if you watch them, they're much more focused on basically just gambling. Like, they evolved over time. Tucker's problem is his next two books he wrote – uh, two sequels, to I hope they serve beer in hell. Um, and they were essentially the exact same book. And like I said, with uh, the inclusion of other people's stories. Um, but, I mean, like, the, the most recent one was 2012, so... He did have like a he had a decade long run. It wasn't all <laughs> successful, but yeah.
0: I'm looking at uh, his website. I guess I forgot. Assholes finish first. Yep. Was the next book. And I think I owned that one too. Now that I think about it. Oh, <laughs> sure yeah. It uh, I,
1: I <laughs> think I might've had that book too. Possibly. I
0: I it, looks,
2: it looks familiar. <laughs> like and then Carl Hilarity perusing, and scenes. I did not Perusing that. the library. Hey, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I could finish first. I walk right
0: to the asshole section <laughs> and go. Anything new in here? <laughs> uh,
2: hey, bookkeep, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had assholes finish first. And then uh there was a follow-up to that, I think. I yeah, think, polarity ensues. Yes. We're polarity ensues. That. And the premise was all like, hey, th- look at these crazy stories. And I think at a certain point people were just like, yeah, no, we uh we got it. You know? And then there's
0: another book after that called sloppy seconds, the Tucker max leftovers. Oh, I didn't know that one. Holy shit. And that's when he switched over. And then he, he has a book called uh, mate become the man women want, Oof. which I, I guess was with written with a doctor and it's more of a, uh, uh self-help, I guess.
2: Oh yeah. So he, th- he pivoted to that for a little while. Like um, he tried essentially like he, he fired himself as CEO of uh, his company and then like left that website and started trashing it on another website there. It was essentially, I'm, I'm what I'm telling you is a long way of saying he was grasping at straws to stay relevant mm-hmm. into the 2010s. Um And then he kind of became the reason we're doing this episode. Like the reason he popped into my mind to be a subject for this program is uh, for whatever reason, randomly, I, I thought of him, and I thought, "What is he doing now?" I wonder what a guy like Tucker Max, who got extremely successful, um, you know, made millions of dollars in his early th- late twenties, early thirties, and then hasn't been heard of in you know well over a decade. What does he do? And it turns out, my uh, my research showed that he's still chugging along in the in the content industry. He does a podcast. He does a lot of self help shit and like i think we have one more clip of him kind of explaining his uh latter days in entertainment right yep let's hear that
3: when i wrote i hope they serve beer in hell and did the movie and all the other books uh you know i was drinking partying hooking up like i was i was the archetypical kind of crazy person in their 20s and um now I'm married with four kids. I live on a ranch in rural Texas and um I spend most of my days taking care of sheep and cows and chickens.
2: Yeah, and so he, he like here's what I think of Tucker Max. I think he knows if he has one skill, it's knowing a market to capitalize on. And to be fair, I don't know how successful he is at this, but he seems to have a lot of uh, like Twitter followers and things as far as I can tell. Um, But now he's in the world of like Trump and right wing politics and shit like that. Okay. So he's just seen a new thing to latch onto and say like, Oh, this is what I am now. I'm not that. I'm not the the sexy guy uh, anymore. He went the Owen Benjamin route. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it similar to Owen Benjamin. Yeah, he's out Started in the a huge now. family, moved to
0: a farm. God, I hope I can h- hang on to WATP as long as possible. So that shit dries up. and I got to go move to a farm. I don't even like animals. <laughs> it's suck.
2: You see a man in Rochester with a long, scraggly beard. Is that Carl?
1: <laughs> he's always got the Tucker Max book in his hand.
2: <laughs> and
0: by the way, you know how I know that he's probably right wing? Yeah. He now has five children. So he's still <laughs> going with that procreation thing. He's he not believing abortion. apparently.
1: So I want to actually see how much of a douchebag he is. Can you go to page 69 and see the, uh, the <laughs> yeah. theme of that page? I'm curious if he lined uh, them up. Uh,
0: 69 starts chapter seven. Take me to your leaders. This chapter is a compilation of the best pickup lines in the book. Oh, well, wow. they were selected by a poll of dozens of females who scoured the book and selected these as the best. These are not, necess- not, these are not necessarily the best lines for every situation. They're simply the ones that are. By the way, the way he wrote this book, it like it's, he was trying to fill pages. There's a lot of words that are not necessary. Some um, of these
2: could be very, very, very helpful. <laughs> I mean, it, right, so truly what, helpful. This is what women,
0: yeah, this is what women think are good pickup lines. Do you mind if I flirt with you for a while? Flirt with you. <clears throat> I mean, it's actually a real question. Yeah. Some of these other pickup lines are just like bad
2: premises. Every At time you do this, I clutch. get confused because I'm like, obviously he's going to keep talking, right? <laughs> it has to be more.
0: Oh, here's one of my favorites, guys. I I know I use this one quite a he bit. He has a
1: heart next to it.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll use this one on Craig. Mm-hmm. Hey, Craig, yeah. did you invite all these people? I thought it was just going to be me and you. <laughs> oh. God. Uh.
1: Holy shit. This is literally a pickup line here. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) So the girls are basically saying, Hey, the rest of your book absolutely sucks. Yes. There's (laughs) another one here. Hey, what's your name? Hey, how are you?
2: Hi, what are you up to? This is when they said, Tucker, it has to be X number of pages.
1: (laughs) All right. These are the worst. Yeah, you know all those pickup lines you picked? They stink. Let's just go with normal conversation, please.
2: Yeah, yeah, no shit. (laughs) Which it just tells this to close things out. Which one of these did Jenny Jingles fall for? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you?
0: Um, this is a true story. I'll give you a little uh, fun fact. Okay. The first time that the Jenny Jingles and I uh, kind of hooked up, I invited her over to my house to play rock band. <laughs> remember the game Rock Band? That's a good move. Yeah, the drums, the guitar, the bass, the mic. That's a he good did move. all the parts. Great move. It was a good move.
1: Yeah.
2: I like every once in a while Carl excusing himself to go to the bathroom and looking in the mirror and going, all right, Tucker, it's working so far. I
1: was, anyone <laughs> I that, he's going accordion yeah, Anyone that's listening to this show right now, that rock band move is better than anything in that book. <laughs> a thousand percent. Well,
0: part of the reason is that I met Jen playing in a rock band with her. Like that's how it that makes
1: bat. it. That's
2: more. Excusable. Yeah. Yes. Right. So yeah, but kinda it's kinda also it like a
1: fun interactive game.
2: Right. Yeah. That's way. Better. A little, I mean, uh, Craig's a little turned on.
1: right I am, dude.
2: Just someone invited hey, him over for rock. You ball.
0: want to play rock band later tonight, buddy? <laughs> I'm wet.
2: <laughs> um, that's it for clips, right? Yeah. Yeah. So basically Tucker became like a guy that. Uh, I don't know. He's like Ben Shapiro of his community and wherever the fuck Midwest that he's in. Um, But the most egregious thing that he does now is talk about uh, how ashamed he is of the man he used to be and everything. Um, Which is interesting because like when Tucker was out peddling this book, he was... 27 into his 30s, you know, he wasn't like just a boy that was making mistakes. He was old enough to be a genuine businessman at that point. And regularly saying,
0: I know this is ridiculous
2: behavior,
0: and I know that I'm an asshole. Like, it wasn't just like, yeah, I was naive, guys. I didn't even realize what I was doing was the wrong thing.
2: Yeah. And he's bl- like, he would blame his parents. There were interviews where he's talking about how his parents were like emotionally abusive, and he didn't realize it until he oh, was an adult. God. And that's what made him behave that way. And the thing, here's the thing like, the argument. Uh, I've gotten into people with how over Howard Stern is people are like, well, Mike, you say Howard Stern has changed, but wouldn't it be creepy if he was still, you know, making girls ride the Sibian and throwing bologna at their tits at age 67 or whatever he is now. Mm -hmm. And I say, yeah, yes, absolutely. It would be. And if he went through a natural evolution, I would have zero problem with it. (laughs) The problem is he pretends he's someone he never was. That's the issue. And I think that's the syndrome that Tucker Max suffers from. Not, as well. only,
1: not only that, he pretends he's someone he used to fucking hate religiously.
0: Well, uh, also, he, yeah, for some reason, he decided to replace
2: naked girls with naked guys. Like he didn't have to have <laughs> naked anything. That's it's the other so, weird thing, too, is he tries as people are like, well, he changed. It's like, well, then why does he have? Richard and Sal shitting a diaper for a week and wait. <laughs> yeah. <seven. right>. yeah. <laughs> Sal has a uh,
0: suck. Richard's balls. Like he uh, lost a bet on a leprechaun or something. <laughs> it's like, how,
2: how is this content for a radio
0: show? <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, Sounds I about- found Tucker to be a very interesting case because he's a guy who got super successful in the early days of the internet, but much like he's kind of the bro version of that guy that wrote, uh, what was a million little pieces or something like that the guy that went on Oprah and was exposed as a fraud he's like the frat boy version of that where it, it they came right at a time where you could still lie and get away with it kind of uh, James Frank you know what I mean like the, it, the internet was there but not enough to fact check everything so are you saying that time
0: has passed Mike you can no longer get away with lying about sadly everything? I, think, I,
2: think, I think sadly I mean it, it's tougher anyways now okay. yeah <laughs>
0: You listening, Zumach?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to make make that clear. All right, go. I I personally believe If Chad came around in, like, the 90s, you'd have no reason to be like, did he really have a friend that was in a car accident, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You'd have no choice but to believe
0: him. Well, that's true. I don't think that back in the early 2000s, the Tampa Police Department had to put all of the um, police files up on the internet for people to check and realize (laughs) that there was no police report filed. Exactly.
1: I'm walking around the Uh, same neighborhood today, by the way. You know, the whole whole time he's going, I'm taking the same route I did yesterday. (laughs) He's brave. I believe
2: him. Um, we, I think we all do. I think it was Carl that attacked him. Yeah, but it was anyways. Carl. <laughs> uh, anything to add on Tucker Max before we get out of here, Carl?
0: No, but thanks for having me on the show, guys. I'm a huge fan of this show. I, I check out every single episode. I learned things. I learned a lot about Mort Saul that i didn't oh, know yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh so the ones that i already know about i enjoy but I, I really thoroughly enjoy the ones that teach me something
2: so thank you for this well thank you sir and hopefully people got that from this if you didn't know who tucker max was but more importantly go listen to carl uh who are is where you can find everything he does including who are these podcasts which i've been on from time to time uh, great show. And I think, dare I say, even a better show would be Who Are These Socials that he does on Thursday nights. So make sure you watch us live. Can I tell you this, Mike? I don't know if I've talked
0: to you about this, but I've heard from multiple people that Who Are These Socials is a better introductory podcast into what I do than Who Are These Podcasts. Oh, interesting. Really, because everyone understands what TikTok videos are and, right. and Reddit and, and whatever we're going over. We're with who are these podcasts? It's like, all right, now let's talk about Bubba talking to Opie about oh, Sudbury John. It's like if, if no one's ever heard the show before. Like, what, what? Why? Okay, what
2: are you talking about? That's what people say about the uh, the Blind Mike Project as well. It's WATP with training wheels on. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we easy into things. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, so make sure you support Carl. We're a fan of his here as well. And uh, you guys know where to find me and Craig and everything. So yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time on why are you laughing? Oh, hey, hold on a second Whoa. though, Mike. I, am, are you
0: putting this out as a bonus? Yeah. Can I put this out as a bonus on our Patreon? Oh, why the heck not? Well, then I think you should plug your stuff as well. blindmike.net. All right. Go to blindmike.net
2: <laughs> for goodness sake. Um, that's where you can find links to everything I do. Why are you laughing? The blind Mike project. Who are these socials? Uh, as well as the Patreon, our merch, all that good stuff. You can find Craig's Twitter there, Mm -hmm. and uh, you can also go to VeryGoodShow.org, and that's where Craig's podcast is and his Patreon. Shock jocks, baby. Yeah, 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 I'm sure Carl's listeners enjoyed Opie and Anthony, and if you liked uh, the Edgelord content that they would put out, (laughs) then oh, you'll love uh, a version of that that I can only describe as mentally challenged. Yes, exactly. Go to VeryGoodShow.org.
0: Yeah, so I, I brought Jocktober back from the dead and Craig's doing the wiffle ball bat challenge. Yep.
2: I he said he's going to be bra-bombing uh, your podcast <laughs> at some point. Yeah. We're
1: going to be the mega powers uniting in like three years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys. Talk to you next time on Why You left. Zip it up and zip it out.